my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys are having a terrific week. A great show for you today. I was joined by, by my brother, Ian Howarth. Always a great time talking to Ian. Um, and we had a lot to discuss, as always. First on the menu was the the possibility of the Washington Commanders changing their name back to the Redskins. Uh, probably won't happen, but it's a hilarious story. Uh, we talked about Joe Biden's uh, disastrous uh, interview with the Weather Channel, of all outlets, uh, and, and how the regime is absolutely not going to let that man debate anyone before Election Day. We talked about Andy No losing his lawsuit with the Antifa terrorists who beat the living crap out of him and what that means for the American judicial system going forward uh, more generally. Um, a lot to discuss. I think you guys will enjoy it. Before I get to you guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. If you are an Apple user, please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the NoGimmicksPodcast. All right. Without further ado, the great Ian Howarth. <laughs> All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Ian Howarth. Ian, how you been, man? Good morning, Brady. I'm doing well. Um, I'm praying for you. I know you're suffering with man flu right now, which is officially worse than COVID. So hope you make it through the day. Much, much worse than COVID. I, dude, I don't know, man. I know um, what was one of the conspiracy theorists. They're talking about how, like, COVID doesn't affect the Jews or something like that. <laughs> I, we need to get to the we bottom of <laughs> why the flu affects men way worse. <laughs> like, I swear, man, my five-month-old daughter was sick for, like, 12 hours. My wife was sick for 24 hours, and I was on the couch for four days. Like, I just don't understand the man flu. Like, we need Robert F. Kennedy to get to the bottom of this, man. Well, when he's president, I'm sure everything will change. <laughs> the CDC, the FDA, all these places will be destroyed, and uh, we'll all be chewing on some kind of willow bark or something instead of going to the doctor. So I'm, I don't think you'll need to worry about this for too long. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and we got to start today with my favorite story happening right now. And it's not important and it's not going to happen. So it's, we don't even need to take time on it. But I just love this so much. A Native American adv- advocacy group uh, is now threatening to boycott the Washington Commanders slash football team. Uh, if the new ownership group doesn't change the name back to the Redskins. So and, and so a little details behind it. It's the Native American Guardians Association. Um, they're, they're pushing for the team to, quote, revitalize the team's relationship with the American Indian community. Um, look, it probably won't happen, but this would objectively be the funniest outcome. And, like, I get it. Everything sucks right now. The economy's in the toilet. Everything's a mess. So we just kind of have to root for the funniest outcome. It's all we have left at this point. That's all we have left. It would just be wonderful to see, wouldn't it? I mean, just the ultimate slap in the face to all of the equity, diversity nonsense that has obviously gone way too far. It's been going too far for years. It's getting to the point now where the economic situation makes people realize how really that's just all bullshit. Suddenly money talks in a way that (laughs) that it wasn't before. And uh, to have especially a Native American group just pushing this would just be the cherry on the cake. It's not even just the team going back just as a screw you. The fact that there are people advocating for it that 
all of these white Democrats thought they were saving through <laughs> basically PR um, campaigns. It would just be fantastic. They'd probably go win the Super Bowl, honestly. It would just be wonderful. I mean, so it was something like 90% of Native Americans like the name. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's just white women. I mean, I don't think there's ever been either a minority or a man, at least somebody who identifies as a man, <laughs> right, <laughs> who's ever been offended by the name of a team. Like, it is exclusively white liberal women. And Magic Johnson is actually a part of this new uh, ownership group that bought the team. And uh, can you just the best, the, the funniest scenario to play out would be this. It's not going to happen, but just bear with me here, guys. Magic Johnson, just be a hero. Be a hero, brother. Walk up to the podium in a black suit with Johnny Cash playing in the background. Just walk up there and say, there's a new sheriff in town. We're going back to the Redskins. White women, you don't even like the NFL anyway. F the haters and losers. Drop the mic and walk out. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine the donks over on ESPN? Stephen A. Smith and all these dorks pretending to be offended again? Because like I said, nobody's ever been offended by anything like this. I mean, yeah. it's just it's just make-believe. But they'd have to, like, immediately pivot. Like, oh, thank God that Dan Snyder's gone because he was bad and got me too'd and he's bad, bad, bad. And then have to, like, pivot and be like, well, they were better than this. Dan Snyder was better than Magic Johnson because of the Reds. You know what I mean? Like, they'd have to totally change their entire worldviews again. And it would just be all just the, the comedy alone, man. It would be just wonderful. I would also just love to see, especially the NFL. You know, it's my, my favorite sport by far. So it's the one I care about the most. I would love to see taken back by people who actually love the sport. Because for years either by people in you know the commentary world in the news world on both sides conservatives were just as bad you had a bunch of people who knew nothing about sports really taking over the issue they had an opinion like oh, i'm going to boycott the nfl because of colin kaepernick kneeling it's like real fans didn't real fans hated what colin kaepernick was doing but they didn't boycott the games yeah and and you had people on the left just saying i'm never going to go to see an an nfl game again unless every single name is completely pc it's like no you're not yeah. You don't go to any of these things. You're a theater nerd. You know, you're not going to these sports games. So I just want the NFL to go back to what it should be, which is football. That's all I care about. And uh, <laughs> if we can change the name back and just move on from that, that'd be fantastic. I mean, and you're right. And even going past that, it's not just the people involved with the NFL. It's like the, the sports media, too. It's mm -hmm. like, remember what ESPN used to be like? like? Even when they had like crazy clowns like Keith Olbermann, right? Like, just look at the people that used to talk, like Stuart Scott, right? Rest in peace. He ended up passing away of cancer. But, uh, like, that dude just loved sports. Like, I could listen to that dude talk about sports forever because he just loved it. You could tell. It's like the people that used to talk about sports just loved, they loved the NFL. They loved baseball. They loved basketball. And it's just like, now it's a bunch of people that wish they were doing what we do. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know what I mean? On the left and right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think Clay Travis cares too much about sports either man like he just wants to be rush limbaugh and then the, everybody on espn and fox sports they just want to be rachel maddow and and you know whatever al sharpton <laughs> you know like they don't care about sports they don't love sports i do you know but you can tell the people talking about sports don't at all they they wish they were doing my job you know yeah it's kind of this weird thing they always sell like all of these new sports programs that come out um they always sell themselves as, oh we're moving on from politics but politics is what gets the clicks right now and culture is what gets the clicks. Of course, true sports fans just want to hear sports. That's why certain shows will always be the most popular ones because they just focus on sports. But people need to separate parts of our life from politics because if we've just been tricked by politicians into making everything political, which makes them relevant in every single conversation. I would love 
Sundays, Monday nights, Thursday nights, just to not be political, just to enjoy watching sports together like it used to be. Yeah. Well, don't hold your breath, but yeah, yeah. I am not. <laughs> At least guys like us have fantasy football too, which just adds another element of being removed from politics. It's like, it does not like it. It doesn't like, there's nothing a player like the only NFL player I won't draft is Deshaun Watson. Cause he's a rapist and he's actually not that good of a quarterback. So I wouldn't want him on my team anyway, but like, I'll draw the line at rape, but it's like if some guy's like a, a just a obnoxious Democrat who hates Republicans or whatever, but he's like a great player, you bet your ass I'm gonna draft that guy because <laughs> I'm trying to kick your ass, I'm trying to kick JJ's ass, I'm trying to kick Brad's ass, and I just don't care. So I feel like fantasy sports actually like helps insulate fandom from politics in a small way. I don't know. I don't know if you feel that way or not. I think you just announced your 2028 campaign slogan of. Brady Leonard, I draw the line at rape. I draw the line at rape. <laughs> I'm a simple man. I'm a simple <laughs> man, Ian. So Joe Biden, um, who's the president? I don't know if you guys forgot. Um, he did an interview yesterday with the Weather Channel for some reason. Real hard-hitting stuff here <laughs> from from the Weather Channel. Uh, he was at the Grand Canyon. Um, he called the Grand Canyon, quote, one of the world's nine wonders. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> he got confused by a softball question. And this is just like a... This this person, I don't know if you'd call this person a journalist or a meteorologist or whatever, but the Weather Channel girl um, was trying to dish up like the most Democrat friendly question of all time, just like making stuff up. And so she she gave him the softball about how illegal aliens are fleeing climate change. And that's why there's a crisis on the border or some such nonsense. And uh, Biden answered by talking about how he's banning lead pipes. Hmm. So um, maybe he just watched Clue last night. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> but um just great stuff all around. So we don't even need to get to that interview. I, whatever. If you've seen it, if you haven't, you didn't miss much. But my point is this. Joe Biden is not going to be debating a Republican. It's not just that he's not going to debate RFK Jr. He's not debating Trump. He's not going to debate DeSantis if DeSantis is the guy. There's no chance. And I know in a year, everyone will pretend to be shocked and appalled when he refuses to debate. But just get used to the idea now. Like this is like this is the line. The strategy is very obvious. He'll say, "I refuse to debate super duper MAGA Nazi racist Republicans." That's if it's Trump. If it's DeSantis, he'll say, "I'm not debating DeSantis. He's even more MAGA racist Nazi than Trump." You know, what I mean? like just the the stupid talking points are already there. They've already started laying him out. The press will run cover. The game plan is clear. There's just no way. There's no way yep. this guy is going to debate and. A lot of Trump supporters, I mean, they're looking forward to like, all right, if we can just get Trump on a debate stage with Biden, people will realize that the dude has Alzheimer's, blah, blah, blah. It's not going to happen. I mean, the regime is not going to let Biden within a mile of a debate stage. There's just no chance that happens. Well, also, you've got to think about it. Of Everything is about risk versus reward. And Biden has nothing to gain, everything to lose by really showing himself next to Trump in any way. Like. It's quite clear what their goal is. That's why all these indictments are coming out now, years after the fact. Their entire strategy right now is to remind a huge proportion of the country how much they hate Trump. Now, they might hate Trump for the wrong reasons. They might hate him for, as a result of democratic propaganda or all of the really false stories about him, his administration, what his administration did, him as a person, blah, blah, blah. You know, the idea that the Trump family is hugely corrupt, but... Hunter Biden, who's raking in millions for the Biden family, is nothing wrong. You know, he's just his lovely son, who's this adoring, caring family. The goal is to just put Trump 
front and center and have Biden just sit in the background and be ignored as much as possible. And when you have the media in your back pocket, I think that's the, the really key part here is without the media, none of this would be possible. But he has the media in his corner. And so they're going to make it about Trump for a year and a half. Because at this point, it looks like Trump is going to be the nominee. If things change, I think their strategy might have to change because Biden versus DeSantis, according to the polls, is a very different competition than Biden versus Trump. But if it is Biden versus Trump, it's just going to be 2022, uh, 2020 rather, all over again. Yeah, I don't even think, um, I mean, you're absolutely right. Um, but I, I don't even think if it is, if Trump, I don't know, goes to jail or, or drops out or you know, or just loses the primary or dies or whatever. Let's say DeSantis does become the nominee somehow. I, I mean, I don't think the strategy from the Biden team would change at all. I think they, they just can't. Mm-hmm. I think they would have to just do, um, I mean, obviously the, the strategy against Trump is clear, obviously, like you laid out. The indictments, they'll keep coming. There's a fourth one in, in Georgia coming maybe even today, um, probably by the end of the week. Um, but it's just they they can't there's no way you know at least with trump there's no way biden debates trump and biden would do the best against trump because of what we saw in 2020 obviously biden has fallen apart mentally a lot he's a lot worse than he Mm -hmm. even was in 2020 but uh even when trump would absolutely trounce him during the debates what he did i mean trump destroyed biden in those debates but uh it just came off as like trump being mean to an old man you know what i mean but that only works if it's trump Right. Because like 65 percent of the country hates Donald Trump. So like, you know, it, it just comes off that way. But like if it's Biden, I mean, if it's DeSantis, there's no way. I mean, they're going to have to do I think the Biden regime would pull like another steel dossier. But this time against DeSantis, just make up some propaganda, mm-hmm. start talking about Russia or China or whatever. Like they would just make something up and use that as an excuse not to debate. I just don't think. I mean, he, the man couldn't handle a question from a girl working for the Weather Channel. I mean, there's just no way. Like, yeah. d- Biden will not debate anyone between now and Election Day. I, gu- I guarantee it. Well, we've also got to remember that he's still the president. You know, he, he's coming from a position of real advantage here. Of it's very different running as a first-time candidate, or third-time candidate in his case, and then running as the incumbent. And I think that's the mistake Trump made in 2020, is that his campaign was the same. Yeah. And Biden's is going to be very different. He's going to paint his Bidenomics as a massive success. He's going to boast about all the jobs that he's supposedly created, even though he hasn't won. Presidents don't create jobs. The economy and private businesses create jobs. Um, But two jobs coming back after a voluntary economic suicide is not the same as a job creation. So that's a lie on both fronts. But the media will push this. The media will push the fact that look how much gas has come down from this point that we've chosen halfway into his presidency so we can ignore the massive explosion. They're going to talk about the lie that, oh, inflation is coming down. It's like, no, it's not. It is less high than it was. That is still going up. That's like saying, yay, my house is burning down slower than it was before. Yeah. When you have the media in your pocket, you can get away with quite literally anything. And how do you think this is going to go? I mean, this is going to get ugly, man. The lion's share of, of Trump's campaign donations are going towards legal bills. Mm-hmm. He hasn't spent a single dollar on attacking Biden yet. He spent $56 million on his lawyers, $23 million attacking Ron DeSantis. There's a fourth indictment happening any time now. It might be happening right now as we're recording this podcast, but it's coming down in Georgia. Even more lawyers, even less money to spend campaigning. Biden's not going to debate, which would be Trump's only real shot to make up ground. I mean, how do you think this is going to work? Like this is there's I I just don't see a path for Trump. It's just I, I don't know. 
I mean, it's it's so dishonest. The Democrat strategy is is dishonest. It's wicked. It's misleading. But would you, if you were them, would you be advising anything different? I mean, it makes sense. I yeah. totally understand the Democrat strategy. It's working. I mean, they they have Trump tied into legal knots. You know, they're they're passing. I mean, the amendment to raise the the threshold here in Ohio, sixty uh, percent to amend the Ohio Constitution failed, and it failed big, like sixty forty something like that. They called it by eight fifteen p.m. Polls closed at eight. I mean, they, like the Democrats are running circles around us. They have the Republican nominee they want. They have his money tied up and the the you know Republican donors' money tied up in legal bills, and they're Trojan horsing extraordinarily leftist policy through at the state level. You're going to have unlimited abortion in Ohio. You already have it in Kansas. You have it in uh, uh, Montana, these deep red states. I mean, they have us exactly where they want us. They're beating us on every level, the state level, the federal level. I mean, it's, I don't know, man. (laughs) I don't see things getting much better between now and and next year. Well, I don't see things getting better when, if Trump is the face of the conservative movement, which the majority of the um, the Republican and conservative side seem to believe he is. He is doing nothing to actually change really the the status quo right now. He's surrounded by people who are, you know, the C team at this point, because all of the people you'd want around him were around him early on in his presidency, and they're all gone. I mean, even Jenna Ellis has moved on, for goodness sake. I mean, you know you're in trouble when you've lost her. The brightest so got... bulb in the drawer. <laughs> Old Jen, Jenna Ellis. If you lose, when you lose Jenna Ellis, folks. And so it's just, I get frustrated with Trump because I think people get upset with me when I criticize him as a candidate. I think he was a great president, but I would like to see a Republican in the White House in 2024. And if that's Trump, great. If that's DeSantis, great. I can prefer one over the other. It doesn't really make a difference. I, I prefer a Republican over a Democrat 100% of the time. But I don't see Trump doing anything that's actually helping him win. I'm seeing him do a lot of things that might help him win the primary. But people are acting as if the semifinal is the final. And it's not. I don't care if Trump wins the primary, if we have a blowout in the presidential election and we have four more years of MAGA complaining about being stolen again. That does nothing to help us win. We need to be moving on from this loser mentality and focusing on winning. Yeah, man. It's a culture of losing. Carrie Lake is up by 30 points in the Senate primary. She hasn't even announced yet in Arizona. So there goes another Senate seat. Um, I mean, they, the Democrats already already hold that seat, but you know it'll it'll stay uh, it'll stay blue for sure. Um, yeah, man, the culture of losing. It just I, I don't know, I don't know, I, I don't know. And it's it's I I don't I, I want to talk about Andy No too because this is a big I don't know if this is being discussed nearly as much as it has to. Um, and I'm going to tie this back into Trump too because there's a big point that I need. Trump supporters to understand. I think people are not nearly as worried, legally speaking, as they need to be. Um, you guys all remember independent journalist Andy No. You remember him from covering the Antifa and Black Lives Matter riots on the ground. He's been beaten brutally. Um, he's been brutally assaulted multiple times. Um, or he, he sued um, some of these Portland Antifa militants who brutally attacked him uh, up in Portland, and, and he lost in court. Um, Antifa's lawyer declared in in the courthouse declared I am Antifa, and then he uh, openly threatened jurors, um, telling the jurors to their faces that that Antifa would remember their names and faces. Um, and a sympathetic Democrat judge let the communists walk. The violent communists walked. So I mean, they they get to beat a conservative journalist half to death, and get away with it. That's that's what you can do as a Democrat if you live in a place like like Oregon or California. Yeah, just the rule of law doesn't apply to 
people equally. I mean, we, we've been talking about this as a racial issue for a long time, and it truly isn't a racial issue. It is a political issue of depending on what part of the country you're in, the law simply means something else. You've got district attorneys across the country just choosing to ignore vast swathes of, of laws regarding crime, um, violence, theft. I mean, just look at what's happening in cities like Oakland and San Francisco, and you've got people just violently stealing from stores. And those people in Stockton who dare to defend their own property after being robbed three times in a row, they're yeah. the ones being charged. Yeah. It, the law is not on your side in many places in the country. It's nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with power. Yeah. And right-wingers have to just move, man. Like you did. Like so many millions have. I mean, you just you got to move to a red state. There, there will be no protection. And it's only going to get worse, too. Yep. Um, you know, federalism is a, a beautiful thing. But if we do increase states' rights, it's going to make things great for red states and much, much worse for Republicans living in blue states. I mean, there's not going to be any protection for you in places like California anymore. Your would-be murderers will get off. I mean, in New York, um, you know, if you protect innocent women and children on the subway, they'll send you to prison forever for it. I mean, that, that's America. That's blue state America in 2023. We moved to a red state where you have a fighting chance. And, and also, I've mentioned this before, but we, I'm going to continue bringing this up. There's all this cope online in Trump world right now. We see, I see it on Twitter every single day. The indictments are BS. Trump did nothing wrong. Guys, I think the indictments are BS, too. Trump certainly does not deserve jail time. Okay, like the 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 uh, January sixth case, it's literally protected free speech. There were no laws broken. The New York case, it's clearly BS. It's clearly made up. There's nothing there. They do have him dead to rights on the classified documents thing. I mean, he literally bragged on tape about not declassifying these documents and then showing classified military secrets to his buddies on a golf course. Like they have him. Like, I mean, who hasn't done that, Brady? Who <laughs> hasn't admitted to it on camera? My goodness. But like. I, he, he doesn't deserve jail time for that either. Like, he technically broke the law, but not nearly as bad as Hillary Clinton or, like, all these heads of the FBI and the CAA who have, like, cushy jobs for defense contractors and CNN and NB, SNBC right now. But, like, guys, where is this cope coming from? Like, do you people really think Trump is going to get off scot-free? Like, you're living in a fantasy. Trump is going to face a D.C. jury. So he's going to get convicted for no reason. Like, the law doesn't matter. Like, do you think the Constitution matters to jurors in D.C.? No, they hate you. They put you in prison for no reason just because they don't like you. I mean, that, like, and, and that's the, the weakest case. I mean, he'll probably be convicted on the weakest case, which is the, the D.C. case, the J6 case. Mm -hmm. He'll probably be found not guilty for the only thing he's actually guilty of because it's Florida. I mean, that, that's, unfortunately, that's where we are, man. This ain't your father's America anymore. There's also a huge PR side to the January 6th stuff. That is their central... They want that to be the image of conservatism in America, is people smashing their way into the Capitol. And so that's really the, the basis of this indictment. That's why it's taken years to get to this point. They don't care about violence. They clearly don't care about any of that stuff. They care a little bit that they were under threat. They care about the next election and every election after that. As long as they can link all of Republicanism and all of conservatism to January 6th, they will. And this way, they keep everyone talking about January 6th. They force conservatives to come out and defend Trump, like, I think you're right in that defending him on a free speech grounds is what we need to be doing. But a lot of people go back to the same old routine of, oh, January 6th wasn't that big a deal. It was the weakest insurrection I've ever seen, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, we're, we're defending a riot right now. We're supposed to be the, the side of law and order. And they're tricking you into defending a riot 
they're tricking you into being naive enough to assume that the law is going to defend Trump in a place where people hate him. I mean, there was a case in New York where I think one of the jurors was gleeful about the fact she might get a chance to throw Trump in jail. That's what we're dealing with here. Like, we need to start realizing the fight we're in. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's funny, man. Like, Trump supporters and just Republicans in general just don't want to hear it because they— I I don't know. It's probably because a lot of these Republican elected officials— like, here's the thing. You and I believe what we say <laughs> on our podcast. Like, we do believe. Like, if I'm saying something yep. on the show, it's because I believe it to be true. For all of the, the anti-deep state, for how evil the Republicans are, and it's a witch hunt and all that, for all of Trump's rhetoric about how evil his opponents are, he clearly doesn't believe it, and his supporters don't believe it. Well, folks, I'm here to tell you, you should probably believe it, right? I I just don't understand where the confidence <laughs> the confidence is coming from. I mean, Trump is public enemy number one to the deep state. Like, how do you think a powerless man out of office like that is going to handle it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, where is this confidence coming from? And like, you know, I'm not this doom and gloom, doom and gloom right winger either. Like me and I did a, a show with my buddy, uh, Kyle uh, Matovic last week, and we were making fun of um, Tim pool for his like, like doom scrolling, stupid, simple-minded posts all the time. Like for one of the Trump indictments, Tim Pool was tweeting all night about how, oh, this is a civil war. You're in a civil war. And I, it's like, guys, you're an idiot. Like, no, we're not. Like, you'll know. <laughs> like, yeah, they're usually are pretty obvious. You, we'll know. You'll know if you're in a civil war. Like, are you getting shot at? You know? Like, tr- like come on, man. Like, I, no, we're not in a civil war. It, it, stop it. Like, you know, stop with the doom, the doom posting. But on the flip side, there's this like ridiculously over optimistic feeling in MAGA world, and it's like I think it it just stems from this online club that it has become. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the MAGA movement is just this like club. Like it feels good to post about Emperor Trump and how he's going to get away with it all, and he'll be president again, and and nothing bad will ever happen. Make America great again. All this and that, and it's it's like all right, how do you get like that'd be great. How do you get there? <laughs> Draw a line between point A and point B. How do you get to Trump completely exonerated, made president again, when the entire justice system is against him and he's polling at 30%? Yeah. Like, just tell me, how? Like, how does, if Andy No, an innocent, five-foot-tall, gay pacifist, loses a case against the people that beat him half to death, how does Trump beat this? How? Like, just explain to me why you people are so optimistic. Well, of course, he won't beat it. I think a lot of this, though, is that there's a huge disconnect between Trump fans, like private Trump fans, and the people who are feeding them information for money. I speak to Trump fans all over the country all the time, as you do. And a lot of them love Trump. They think he's great. They want to be president again, all of that stuff, which all makes sense. But they're also frustrated with a lot of this stuff. They're frustrated with the fact that he's spending money on his own legal bills. They're frustrated on the fact that he won't move on from 2020. So there's the rational MAGA side, which love Trump, want him to be the nominee, but have criticisms. And then you've got the money side of MAGA, which is the commentator class who are just pumping out propaganda endlessly, feeding people lies because they don't really care about Trump winning. They care about squeezing every single penny they can out of the situation before it's dead and they move on. That's what they truly care about. And people need to realize that they're, information they're being fed is not being fed to them by honest actors. Yeah. Yeah, you want some honesty? Here's some honesty, ladies and gentlemen. For Trump to become president again, 
he uh, he needs to win four of the following five states that he lost in 2020: Arizona, Georgia, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. He lost all five. He can only lose one. How does he win four of those five states? And I'll say it again: Arizona, Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania. He can lose one. How does he get to four? He's down he's in gonna, all five. He's just gonna win. That's he's what down in all five. He's just gonna win. He's down in all five. He's losing to Biden worse than he was losing in the polls last time. Arizona's gone because the Republican Party there is gone. He's in an ongoing gunfight with the governor of Georgia and the governor of Iowa. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no longer a Republican governor of Wisconsin. He ruined that, too. I mean, it's, how do you how, how just explain to me how the Trump campaign spending something like 90 percent of their campaign expenditures thus far have either been to buy or to uh, Trump's personal lawyers or to ads attacking Ron DeSantis. How do you win four of these five states, Arizona, Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania? He can only lose one. Tell me how. I mean, it's it's not going to happen. That's the the unfortunate reality is that it's something I tell Trump fans every time I, I do a college speech or I go across the country and meet people. You need to realize that people have different worldviews. Like, yes, we, we agree, disagree on political issues. Some people look at the world as if it is a completely different world to you. And you might think Trump is great. Some people hate him more than anyone else. You could have Trump versus the most horrendous alternative. You could have Trump versus Biden, for goodness sake. Nothing is worse to some people than Trump. You might not agree. Like, I think Trump was great in many ways. People hate him. There's a reason Joe Biden, a dead man who didn't know where he was, beat Trump. And they will just do the same thing over and over again. Trump needs to reach those people. He needs to reach suburban women who are running away from him in droves. He needs to reach younger voters. There are young conservative voters who will not vote for Trump because they hate Trump. Like he's doing nothing to reach those voters that he needs to reach. If anything, yeah. he is losing voters. Yes, we know MAGA will vote for him. MAGA will always vote for him. You do not win elections based on 10, 15, 20% base. No. No. It's impossible. And that's, I mean... The, the hardcore MAGA base of the Republican Party, I mean, I, it would be generous to, to say that's 20% of the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably in that 10 to 15% range. This is not enough, man. Not enough support there. You're absolutely right. We'll see, man. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. We'll see what this next indictment has to say. I mean, I'm not really, I don't really care about the merits of it. It all just depends where the jury is going to be held. Yep. If it's in Macon, sure, fine. Trump walks. If it's in Fulton County, Georgia, 80% black. I don't know. I don't know, man. That's that's the that's the judicial system in this country, unfortunately. And I don't know. MAGA people need to to wake up and smell the coffee, brother. I I just I I wish that people like Trump, people like the people around Trump, the Trump influencers, if they believed their rhetoric, they would be so much more effective. They would be able to give Trump such better advice. Yes. If they believed what Trump was saying, if they believed Trump's own talking points, they'd be able to steer the ship in a better direction. But they don't. It's very clear that they don't. It's all about money, Brady. Trump land gives you a lot of money. A lot of it. A lot of it. Not a lot going to defeating Democrats, but definitely definitely plenty <laughs> of money flying around. Ian, my brother, thanks for doing this, man. We'll do it again soon. Where can everybody follow you, read your stuff, uh, subscribe to your Substack, check out your show, all the good stuff? Yeah, thanks as always for having me. Uh, you can find me on all social media, I-G-H-A-W-O-R-T-H. Uh, you can find my Substack over there. I'm going to be putting out new videos starting next week, so you can check out those. And yeah, thanks as always for having me. It's always great to talk to you. Absolutely, man. Everybody follow Ian. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks.